Well, our guest this morning uh, and in the 10 o'clock hour is a, a very, very special man. Uh, Hazurian Taylor, 2021, he was knighted for his services to broadcasting, business and the community. Way, way, way back, he was lead singer for a band called Calculated Risk back in the 60s. So he's a man of considerable talent. And one of the reasons why we've uh, got him on this morning is uh, because he's involved in so many sports, including golf, motor racing, yachting, and cricket. And cricket has raised an interesting point, or Ben Stokes has actually, uh, over a couple of decisions in the previous two test matches whilst they're playing against India over there in India. So Sir Ian Taylor is with us this morning to try and clarify some of those issues that Ben Stokes has raised. Good morning to you, sir. Thank you, Smitty. One of the uh, reasons we've got you on this morning is because Ben Stokes has blown up um, and he's not happy with uh, the DRS system. Not so much the technology side of it, although he is questioning the technology side of it. Now, you, of course, with Virtual Eye, are not involved in the Indian um, series against uh, uh, England. So let's make that perfectly clear. You also don't make the cricket rules. All you do is provide the technology to support the, the visual side of things. That is correct? That's right, yeah. We we do we well we do the visual side, but I guess the key the key distinction there is just like Hawkeye, we are responsible for all of the technology that actually tracks the ball as well. And, and right. that's okay, what so, Stokes is going off about. <laughs> okay, so what what an effect? Um, how many cameras would be involved, and in, and what process involved uh, is is that which displays what Ben Stokes is arguing about? So we are slightly different from Hawkeye. We use four cameras, but they're they're only there for doing the tracking, and they are placed really, you know, for right um, angles at the top of the stadiums looking down. So they're only looking at the pitch. Hawkeye uses six cameras, but they're lower down, and they use them for the broadcast as well. So there's a slight difference there, but both uh, both both systems have been tested by the ICC. We're required to be able to track the ball at 200 to 300 frames a second, which is very fast. And, um, you know, I think in most cases you can rely pretty much on it. Where, where things come unstuck is, you know, the, the, the results, data, in, data out is only as good as the data in. And we've always argued that, um, you know, when the ball pitches well up and you only get a few bits of data coming out at the other end, it's a little more difficult to be 100% certain that the prediction you get from that is going to be correct. So well, that you know, there, the, there are sort of, yeah. That is the key, isn't it? It is, it is predictive. Uh, you know, of, of course, the ball hits the pad, so it, it, once it hits the pad, it ricochets in various directions. We're talking about a predictive path here. Exactly. And, and I mean, to put it in context, though, so, um, you know, I would, if, if we've got you know, uh, 10 to 12 pieces, uh, bits of data um, after the ball has down, uh, bounced, we can be pretty certain that the prediction is going to be correct. And it's going to be correct also. You know, people ask, you know, what happens when the b b ball wears off or the, or the pitch stays. I mean, that's the magic of this. The data that it's picked up after the ball has bounced and goes to the pad is the real data of either a new ball or a worn ball or a different pitch. So, you know, th that same ball 
that same ball pitched in that spot at the start of the day, the data we would have get get from there would give a different prediction. So you know we're pretty we're pretty confident when you've got data that it's going to be correct, and I think it's better than the human eye. Well, that's an interesting point you make, which is not often brought up by commentators. Pitches where, balls where, so levels of bounce throughout the course of a five-day match would change. Absolutely. We've demonstrated that. I remember once with old um, Warney, we had a, there was an issue where um, everybody said, you know, well, that's clearly out, um, came to us, and the, it went over the top. So there was quite a lot of kerfuffle about that. But while the game went on, we pulled up um, two balls that were bowled the over before that had pitched in the same, same place and hadn't hit a pad, and we were able to demonstrate that the ball not hitting the pad had gone through to the wicketkeeper and cleared the stumps. And that's when they started to talk about the fact that, I can't remember what it was, Melbourne Cricket Ground or whatever, somebody was saying, well, actually, you know, you do get more bounce here on these early days. So you know, a lot of the stuff can be backed up. That's interesting. Okay, so... Uh, when Stokes is, uh, Ben Stokes is saying, let's get rid of umpire's call, um, what, do you, what would your opinion be on that? As, as the technology man, what would you say? Well, I would actually, go, I have always argued the other way. Um, I mean, I, I, think, I think there's a really good point. There's a really good um, argument to support Stokes. They do that in tennis. In tennis now, they've accepted that the technology is correct, and sometimes it might not be. But it is always likely to, it is always more accurate than the human eye. So it will make fewer mistakes. So there's no question about that. So you could move to this and get rid of the umpire's, umpire's ball. The data's pretty good. Um, what I had always thought was that these were meant to be there for howlers. So um, we always thought that the third umpire needed to be really trained in the technology itself. Now, if you ever sat, came down and sat with our guys, with the hotspot guys and our guys tracking the ball, you would see that probably within 15 to 20 seconds, they already know what the result is. So the, the question about finding those howlers would be, if it takes a third umpire longer than 30 seconds to decide whether, the umpire, whether to overturn an umpire's call or not, it wasn't a howler. What we're seeing is everybody going to this really nitty stuff going, oh, did that, did that, did that. So it's not a howler. So that's another way to look at it. So you actually say we don't, we don't actually give that decision as a, as, a, as a given from the technology. We provide the third umpire with all the technology and the umpire's decision. It's still an umpire's decision, but it's a real umpire. The third umpire actually sees the stuff come through. He's got... 30 seconds to a minute, and his only question is, with that new data that I've got, would I have made a different decision down at the, down at the wickets? The answer is yes or no. And so now we're keeping the thing where I love it to be, is that every decision is made by an umpire. So did you, when you uh, brought this technology in and the ICC accepted it as being a credible piece of evidence to be used in decision-making, did you, pers- pers- you know, foresee it being used as often as it is throughout a course of a day's play here? Yes, we did. But it was interesting. When they did, when we did have those early discussions, the, the idea 
the idea we put up, put forward and argued vehemently for was, look, let's have really qualified third umpires. They're likely to be much younger than the ones that are there now. They understand the technology and they can see straight away that this was a howl or it wasn't. If the, if the goal was to deliver, you know, to make sure howlers didn't happen, then that was the best way to do it. If we are now moving to say we're going to trust the technology implicitly, and then, then I think you do need to get rid of the umpire's review. It's interesting. Uh, so specifically trained third umpires whose role is never really on the field as such. That's what you're um, no. advocating there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because all they've got to do is look at, was it, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a different question. Did that lick the bat? Did it hit the pad? Would it have gone over the top? Or hit the, you know, hit the pad, and and then I think that third umpire can can be. I'm not, you know, we're seeing it happen in um, in other sports where uh, third umpires are in, interfering from everywhere. So, you know, there's a question around that, and maybe you know, maybe fielders, maybe they get to appeal, appeal still. Um, but again, you know, I think the the umpire should be looking at the third umpire specifically can, um, train, trained to do this, looking at the stuff, and if he thinks that um, he, he can overturn a thing because it was a howler, then he should, regardless of how many, you know, how many times it happens. That seems to yeah, be this, fair. Yeah. Is this, is this product, um, you know, is it ever completely finished? I mean, are you fine-tuning all the time? Are you getting your angles oh, and, and your margins all quite, more finely tuned all the time? All, all the time. Actually, it's interesting. Um, so we're just we're just making another huge investment. So you know you're, you're with you know you you you're with the Fox team. So next this coming season, all of the equipment, all of the software, everything that goes in for the coming season will all be new. So we've made a major investment over the past two years. Um, interestingly, it's not so much. We don't have to do much now about the accuracy of the ball tracking. What we are doing more about now is being able to access data faster so that the commentators get more tools to tell the stories. And we want to, want to build a system that really helps the umpires as well, the third umpire. Do you know whether we're, we're, the ICC train oh, people? Go. Do they train people? The ICC train people? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they train umpires. You know, they train old umpires. And some of them are better than others. Um, but I, I just, I, you know, I love the idea that, and, and you imagine, you know, you're, you're bringing younger people in who understand the technology, who can make these decisions because it's absolutely natural to them. They can make these decisions, but they're also using the opportunity to train them as on-field umpires as well. So it's kind of part of a, a step going through to ensuring that you're getting really good umpires out in the middle of the pitch who actually now have a vision of a ball that's travelling and knowing what it looks like when it's being tracked. Yeah. Sorry about that PA there. <laughs> it's okay. Hey, at, at the ground, right, at the outside broadcast, which uh, for those folks that are listening that don't quite understand, that is the facility, the other trucks, that is the, the area where the whole broadcast is put together that you see on your screen at home. At that outside yeah. broadcast, how many people have you got uh, working? At the moment, it's uh, between four and five, but now that you know, increasingly now we're doing a lot of that remotely, 
So we're reducing that, but we would always, the, the real priority is that you would always have on site the person who's doing the ball tracking. We, we, you know, we think that's, that's critical. And, and one of the things I've always talked about is that the ICC doesn't pay for any of this. You know, we, we deal with some amazing data from Major League Baseball and golf. Amazing data collection systems. It's really, really superb. It's also paid for by Major League Baseball and PGA Tour. Our job is to visualize it. We get the best data in the world. And as an example, the PGA Tour this year, you know, you see all the ball tracking and all that stuff that's happening. They're putting out 160 AI cameras, remote-controlled AI cameras at every tournament, and they will be tracking the players, understanding their gait. The, the cameras will recognize who the players are just from the way they walk and the way they swing. That is all being funded by the PGA Tour. If the ICC was really serious about this, they would make sure they had the best system in the world at every stadium, and they'd pay for it. So in terms of the golf, you um, are involved this weekend in Queenstown? Yes, we are. Yep. So uh, what will yep. you be providing? We, we do that. What will you be providing this weekend at Queenstown, for instance? How does that work? Well, I, I, I just need to put it in context. We've got you know big golf tournaments overseas um, right through this weekend. I'm not, not sure where they are this weekend, but there's one in Europe and one, one, one in America at the moment. And we always, you know, we tick Queenstown. It's kind of like if all the best tournaments in the world, the Masters, the Open, everything, have our graphics, then the New Zealand Open must have them. So we do whatever we can to be there. So um, most of our, you know, a lot of our golf guys are working on the big tournaments this year, but Two of them have volunteered. They're going up to Queenstown, and we'll give them everything that we up that we can possibly give them at this tournament. There won't be ball tracking because all of that um, data that comes from um, comes from the PGA you know, tour system. But we'll have ball positionings. We'll have all the graphics. We'll have, it's going to look cool, you know. So, so um, we're very proud to be able to do the New Zealand Open, and um, you know, it's it's something that we feel we should do. Because it's our open, and and yeah. and it's in Queenstown. <laughs> it is in Queenstown, and what a vista that will be! Hey, Serene, uh, fantastic! I look, uh, I could talk to you for hours on the nitty gritty of these things because yeah, it's such and, and a damn fascinating thing. <laughs> yeah, and you'd missed your plane. So we, hey, thanks for your time this morning. Uh, really do appreciate it, and uh, uh, continue on the good work and hey, uh, can, enjoy the and just, enjoy the time with can, the family too. Yeah. Can I just add, you know, that's me. What, what, one of the things our entire team really appreciates um, in working with Fox on the cricket, you know, that, that it's one of our favourite, favourite clients, really, or partners, is the, the, the excellent way in which all the commentators have picked up on the, on the uh, visualisations we're able to give you and that you use them for telling stories that couldn't be told without them, and, and we really appreciate that. Well, that's great. Uh, I know uh, Fox put a, a lot of time in and they really, really do care about the game and their product, So that's uh, and you help to enhance that. So thank you very much, sir. Enjoy your, Thanks, enjoy your time uh, with, with the grandchildren and uh, we'll catch up soon. Okay, will do. See you, mate. Bye.